Hey, I am Carrie. And I am Erin. And this is Keeping keep Busy. busy. Ooh, that was pretty coordinated right there. Yeah, I think we did a good job. I like that. So in, uh, in this episode of Keeping Busy, we will be talking about the much-anticipated coffee creme brulee. Mm-hmm. So we both completed our coffee creme brulees. Let me ask you, uh, what recipe did you end up using? I went with Epicurious. Ooh. How about you? I used Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, wonderful. We have some variety. So I'm going to look up yours to see how the uh, recipes different differ. I'll try and look up yours, but sometimes they block it. Is, are they the ones that do it? Um, no, it's usually America's Test Kitchen that won't let you see uh, right, right. if you don't have like some kind of subscription. Oh, it was Williams-Sonoma. My bad. Oh. Coffee creme brulee. I will send you the link, so it will save you two seconds of looking on the interwebs. That is Ta-da. very generous of you. Coffee creme brulee. And there it Clicking. is. Looking uh, significantly better than mine did. <laughs> and you used Epicurious? I used Epicurious, yes. This is very curious. I'm looking at your recipe, and it calls out a type of sugar I've never heard of. Turbinado? Yeah. It is just like a natural sugar. It's basically the granulated brown sugar that hasn't had the molasses removed yet, I think. I'm not really sure the exact difference between turbinado and demerara. But anyways, I didn't use turbinado because it takes too long to melt. What did you use? I just used um, white sugar, to be (gasps) honest. I know. I would only ask for three tables. That must be what you sprinkle on top. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay, so it was super simple. You basically make coffee-infused heavy cream and steep it for a while. It says 30 minutes. I did not do 30 minutes because I did it at night like I usually do my baking. And I didn't want to wait 30 minutes because I wanted to get to bed eventually. So I actually probably only let it steep for about five minutes. It did, however, take a while. It says bring it just to a boil, and it did take a while to get to a boil. So I think the coffee had plenty of time to infuse the cream. So basically, you heat up the cream and uh, a third of a cup of coarsely ground coffee beans, making your coffee-infused cream. You uh, put in the sugar so that and the salt so that those can dissolve into the liquid. And then after you have finished with it steeping, you temper the egg yolks with it. It's, this one has eight large egg yolks. And then stick it in some ramekins in a water bath. And oh, right, you have to strain out the coffee grounds before you stick it in ramekins. But then you stick it in a water bath in the oven and just kind of let it cook at 325 for, it says, let me see how long it says to 30 to 35 minutes. I did not let mine go 30 to 35 minutes because, interestingly, which has never happened to my creme brulees before, the surface of my custards were actually beginning to bubble and boil a little. Maybe I've just never noticed. I don't know. But there was basically like a skin on top of the custard that was kind of looking real done. (laughs) So I didn't quite cook them 30 minutes. But they did seem to be, you know, set but still a little jiggly. So how was the process of cooking yours? 
It sounds about the same. Yeah. Uh, Although it looks like yours uses instant. Um, oh, it's it's some espresso beans and then some instant powder. Yeah, but I didn't want to buy instant powder just for this, and I didn't have it around, so I just did a little bit more of the espresso grounds and none of the instant stuff. And it does have a cinnamon stick. Ooh, I like that. You're boiling in there. Yeah. But the process is pretty much the same. Um, boil the the coffee, the sugar, and the cream and the cinnamon stick for, you know, until it boils, let it stand for 30 minutes, strain it, then temper the egg yolks, uh, mix it all together, put it in the water bath. This one also has you baking at 325, but it has you baking for 55 minutes. Holy cow. I certainly didn't ha- leave it in that long. Well, hey, my cat's here. Oh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the first time I've ever attempted creme brulee, and I actually left it in a little bit longer because it just didn't Still looked kind of unset. To... Yeah. Spoiler alert, it was delicious, and I loved it. So um, if it was maybe a little bit too long... Uh, I think it was a little bit thicker than I'm used to, but yeah. it was still delicious and creamy, so who cares? So I will say also about mine, m- mine makes six servings while your ma- yours makes eight. Mine only has two and a half cups of heavy cream while yours has four. Mine has eight mm. large egg yolks, and yours huh. has six. So I will say that I read that, and I was like, what eight large egg yolks i have made creme brulee before and there's no way in hell creme brulee, creme brulee needs that many egg yolks <laughs> i had read some of the um reviews and people were like um why the heck eight egg yolks and <laughs> william sonoma actually wrote back and was like it's just for a creamier richer custard so i did cut it down to six egg yolks in mine and you were happy with that? Um, yes, it was still super creamy. I would say the only thing is maybe I used coffee that was too finely ground because even though I did not let it steep for 30 minutes, it was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly coffee flavored. And I'm a huge mm. fan of coffee, um, but I thought the richness of the custard with the intensity of the coffee flavor I actually lost the thing that I was striving for, which was basically a creamy, edible, iced coffee. And (laughs) it was so rich that it kind of smothered my taste buds, Mm -hmm. if you will. I feel like the Epicurious was pretty well balanced as far as the, the coffee flavor. Like I said, I think, so I cut the recipe as a whole in half. Because I'm trying to lose weight, so I don't want a lot of delicious creme brulee sitting around. (laughs) If you cut it in half, it would be one tablespoon of espresso coffee beans ground and one teaspoon of the instant powder. Instead, I did two tablespoons of the espresso, and that came out to a delicious flavor. But also, when you cut yours in half, you're making two cups of heavy cream and three egg yolks. Yes. Realize uh, this recipe that I use only has a half a cup more heavy cream than you used and still twice as many egg yolks. Yeah. <laughs> so That's... I'm thinking it didn't ha- actually have to do with the coffee flavor so mm-hmm. much as just the extreme number of egg yolks in this creme brulee. <laughs> 
I think this is just too rich for me. So I would, I think I'm still in love with the idea of coffee creme brulee. I will say mine definitely looked a lot darker than the pictures on this website. But I would, I would try it again with less egg yolk and more heavy cream. And then, yeah, this does, mine doesn't have any pictures, so I don't know if mine was darker or lighter or what. But um, I don't know the, you're supposed to sprinkle sugar on top after it's cooled and refrigerated. Mine says overnight. And you sprinkle sugar on top, and that's when you torch hit it, it with the torch. Yeah. And that was fun. But I think in restaurants, if I order creme brulee, there's usually a thicker... A crust on top or you know thicker layer of the sugar glass yeah mine was fairly thin i don't know if that just means that i should put more sugar or toasted it longer i'm not sure um it's it's probably just a matter of the amount of sugar i didn't um i didn't use any particular amount on the top of mine i just kind of put a little teaspoon of sugar on or something and i would shake it around to make sure that it was covering the entire thing so I didn't have I thought the the amount of sugar was fine. Actually one I did too much. <laughs> it was like it was like you really had to smash through it. But um <laughs> I did a little too much on that one. And the unfortunate part of that is when it takes too long to crunchify the sugar, the custard underneath gets warm, so then it loses some of that pleasant like duality of the crunchy sugar and the cool creamy custard within. Mm, okay but it was so good i i cut the recipe in half which would have been four uh three quarter cup custard cups Mm -hmm. but i only had half cup custard cups okay so so i ended up with a bunch of them yeah and i left them in the fridge and i would eat them you know over time and i didn't have a good seal on the top and the the top kind of crustness kind of absorbed just humidity from the air in the fridge and got soft real fast. So oh, if wait, you are going to do something like that, torch all of them? I immediately torched all of them and then oh. I put some into the fridge for later. So that oh, was okay. just something I didn't think of at the time, but if somebody wants to make a bunch and eat them slowly over time and not share them with anyone immediately, <laughs> just don't torch them right away. Yeah, save the save the sugar crust for right before serving. Yeah, actually, even if you had a good seal on the top, it would still do that because the moisture from the custard would come up into the sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well. Anyways, coffee creme brulee is a win. Delicious. I mm-hmm. would definitely make it again, but I would also do some modifications. I would definitely do that cinnamon stick. I love that idea. Yeah. I love cinnamon and coffee. The flavor didn't come out, but I'm sure it added some depth in there. Yeah. It was just one I could see that. Stick. So, yeah, this was really good. Um, good if you want to impress some people. It just takes time because there's so much waiting in between. Yeah, it does so take a while. be ready time. for that. Don't try to, like, instantly whip it together. Yeah. So this was a win. What else have you been up to, Carrie? What else have I been uh, Today I made some coconut meringue cookies what are they called like macaroons i did some plain vanilla ones and i did some chocolate ones and i also made some banana bread that these are all grain-free recipes that i make for my husband who doesn't 
eat refined sugar or wheat flour. Lovely. So the um the blah blah coconut macaroons were made with just honey and egg white and coconut basically. So those were pretty simple. And cocoa for the chocolate ones. And then the banana bread was like a cacophony of miscreant ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a go-to recipe for that or are you trying different ones out for the banana bread yeah, yeah. um i kind of winged the uh the macaroons but for the banana bread i do have a recipe book full of non sugar non wheat flour recipes so nice yeah it's nice to have a little help with those because sometimes it's tricky especially with coconut flour which is Something I use a lot in baking, it can be really, the results can come out really, really dry because it's super (laughs) absorbent. So Mm. it kind of sucks up all the moisture in your recipe and then you try to take a bite and you can't eat it because it's like sawdust. So those can get kind of tricky. So it's nice to have recipes if you're trying something new. Nice. What have you been up to? I've been slightly obsessed with trying to lose weight (laughs) increasingly as time goes on and I get further away from the whole pregnant thing. You're like, I'm done with this. (laughs) Yes. Why aren't I back to normal yet? Um, So I've been working out a lot, but nobody wants to hear about that. The, The fun thing, at least fun for me, is I read an article that said that um, people who, you know, are are healthy and fit uh, tend to have a higher percentage of protein in their diet. And I don't want to be one of those people that just like drinks a protein shake every morning. Mm -hmm. That's kind of too extreme. But I did look up some, you know, do-it-yourself protein bars that you could eat after a workout or for a snack. And so I put those together and they came out, you know, pretty tasty. It was a lot of um, almond flour, uh, chia seeds, um, peanut butter, some almond slices, and uh, I don't remember what else. But they came out pretty tasty. Any eggs in them? Are they? Do you bake no them at eggs. all? They were a no bake. Uh, you you make it into kind of like a like a crumbly dough, and then you smush it really hard down into a pan. So it's kind of like a Lara bar. Yeah. And it's just keep it in the fridge until you're ready to eat it or else if it warms up, it'll fall apart. (laughs) I've made some of those before too. Those can be good though. What's the um, binding ingredient? Is it like, do you have to soak the chia seeds or is it something like uh, coconut oil or or peanut butter is in there, right? There's some peanut butter, also some coconut milk that mixes with the, um, the almond flour and kind of makes it pasty. Yeah. And then you just shove everything together. Cool. Well, that's a good idea. The grocery store that I go to has a little machine that will grind almonds into almond butter. So I actually used almond butter instead of peanut butter. Almond butter. Sorry, the recipe I was... Yeah, I forgot that it was almond butter until just now. But yeah. So those came out good. And I've been doing pretty much every other week. I've been uh, cooking... You do a, a large meal on the weekend and splitting it up into 
portions for lunch and so I can track my calories and try and get my protein in and all that stuff. So it's kind of becoming a, a bigger part of my life for now. <laughs> I'm hoping only temporarily. I got a, a wedding to go to in September and my eyes are on the prize for a nice dress for that event. So Sweet. So you've got a, a goal to look forward to. So that's yeah. that's usually helpful. What kind of um what are some of the big meals you've cooked so far? I made some really tasty quinoa bowls with um I did one last week with some uh a miso lime marinated salmon. That I put that together with some stir-fried baby bok choy uh, and some quick pickle uh, carrot slices, some edamame. Um, kind of throw that all together, and that was really tasty. Uh, and then before that, I did a like a brown rice with some chicken, pepper, and onions that were cooked in just some tomato sauce, just like like a quick real- cacciatore. Yeah, um, so I'm trying to maximize the protein and the veggies and minimize the carbs, but it leaves me kind of snacky. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <sighs> Nuts are good for snacking. If you have, um, mm-hmm. I do often uh, kind of the Lara Bar style ones where they're more held together with sugar <laughs> because mm-hmm. my kids will eat them that way, but um, those are really good for being snacky especially when you're first coming off of a lot of carbs um, Mm -hmm. and trying to restrict your carbs because it still gives you the um, like the fructose sugars uh, but it's also has a lot of minerals and protein along with it instead of just having something that's like a simple sugar or a white flour or something like that so Hmm. it's it's got more calories in it because it has the extra sugar but it can definitely, like a small piece, can really tide you over when you're feeling like you need to shove your face full of bread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my biggest nemesis has been uh, somebody at work came up with the idea of uh, snack club, oh. where each week one person's responsible for bringing snacks in. Mm-hmm. And so uh, every every day there's something to munch on and I, i've been pretty good but my willpower is slowly breaking <laughs> Hmm. i have my week coming up in i think three weeks so i gotta start thinking of ideas for that but, so you bring in snacks oh, for the whole week you don't have to bring in for the whole week but i mean some people there was one girl in the office who does a lot of baking that baked something different each day that's probably not that's overkill intense. for me yeah and then other people have bought like the, you know, like snack size bags of chips mm-hmm. and just like had a big basket of them out all week. Okay. So it's a variation. Somebody brought in chips and salsa and they made a little ice bath to put the salsa in. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a range. But the, the one thing that I'm most proud of that I got done is that wonderful crochet Cactus. cactus, you finished your cactus, yay! I finally finished it, yeah. Uh, I don't have a picture, but I'll, I'll send you one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I did it. <laughs> it came out okay. <laughs> so. But the important part is you actually finished it. Uh-huh. I'm very proud. I secretly still haven't 
sewn together all the things on my flora. Oh no! Shh, don't tell anybody. I <laughs> won't tell. It looks done. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters. So what are we gonna do next time? Ooh, I'm glad how you we, asked. Next time, how are we gonna beat the heat? We've done ice cream before, but we've never done any of those other things. I like the idea of popsicles, but I also don't think that frozen things on a stick should take any more effort than pouring liquid into a mold. So probably yeah. not a great idea. Like I love looking at some of the artisan popsicles that come out and like Pinterest and stuff, but it's like, oh, spend nine hours making these two mixtures and then kind of freeze them in layers. I'm like, hey, I ain't got time for that for a stinking popsicle. I need to remember the difference between sherbet. Sherbet has and dairy in it, and sorbet does not. So, would you prefer a sorbet? Yeah, I think sherbet is really weird. Really? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like peach would make a good sorbet. Mm-hmm. Did you get any peaches this year? Or does that not happen yet? It hasn't happened yet, and we have some on the tree, but not nearly the quantity we had last year. Last year, I don't know if it's just something that happens with peach trees where you have like a bumper crop and then not so much the next year. But last year, there was not like a single peach growing on its own. They were all clumps of like three or four peaches. (laughs) It was insane. And this year, it's just like, oh, are there some peaches up there? Oh, I see one over there. Oh, yeah, I see one over there. So it's just not, not the same. I just found a recipe that is called How to Make Sorbet with Any Fruit. Oh, well... That sounds promising. Two pounds fresh fruit, one cup sugar, one cup water, one to four tablespoons lemon juice. I may have told you this before, but there used to be this ice cream that which was a peach sorbet, like striped together with green tea ice cream. Oh yeah, is that good? Oh my gosh, it was so good. I can't even remember who put it out, but it was so, so yummy and refreshing and delicious. Oh weird, this recipe has cornstarch in it. That is odd. I wonder what it does. I hate when things say non-dairy milk. There are a lot of milks that I like that are non-dairy milks. <laughs> like, I like horchata, which is made with, made with rice milk. Right. And I think almond milk is pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. And coconut milk is good. But for some reason, when it says non-dairy milk, I'm like, bleh. <laughs> 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 Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Okay, this recipe is interesting. It has you puree the berries Combine it with sugar, salt, and heat it in a saucepan until it's simmering. Then you whisk cornstarch and cold water in, and then you do the ice cream machine. Huh. Maybe that. Maybe the cornstarch acts as like an emulsifier to make it creamy, so that the... Yeah, that's what it's saying. Most homemade sorbets resemble an icy slushy, but this one is thickened before freezing, yielding a melt-in-your-mouth treat. Sounds interesting to me. Sounds like a winner. I like how we sing everything now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to just say, let's make sorbet and see whose comes out better? Okay. Sending you that recipe I just talked about. Mm, thank you. But you can't use it because that's cheating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> I know. I was just like, ooh, let's have a competition. And you're like, this is the thing I'm doing. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> well, maybe there are better ones out there. Yeah, like mine. I might have to make some green tea ice cream to go with it just because I liked the combination so much i might do a double what What? i know know i never do more than i have to i have two things of not homemade ice cream in the freezer right now yeah i have four (laughs) (laughs) okay 
<laughs> Next time, we will be doing Sorbet Battle. Sorbet Battle. To the death. <laughs> of the fruit, probably. Yes, the fruit will be, to the fruit. you know, not able to live after this. Oh, I have a question for you looking at this stuff. Have you ever tried an ice cream roll? Have I tried to make one no, or tried to eat one? Eaten them? Yes. Are they good or is it just like, oh, this is some stupid novelty and I'd rather just have some ice cream? Are you, You're talking like the, the rolls that you can buy from Friendly's? Nope. Um, oh, those are loafs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They have no. like a watermelon sorbet no, I know. that looks yes. like. Yes, okay. those are actually called ice cream rolls too, I think. But the way you described it as a loaf for some reason, I thought it was very... <laughs> Very nice. Um, no, I'm okay. talking about like sometimes uh, Asian food restaurants will have this thing called an ice cream roll. And what it is, it's like they freeze the ice cream in really thin sheets, kind of like sometimes chocolatiers do, and then take like a spatula and scrape the sheets up so that they roll onto themselves. So they're oh. these like thin kind of like ice cream pancakes that are rolled up like a Swiss roll. I'm looking at pictures. Good. Oh, that's cool. They look kind of neat and interesting, but I kind of really feel like I just would want a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. I feel like you would need special equipment or something to do that, right? Presentation would definitely die really fast. Yeah, right? Because how fast is, like, this thin sheet of ice cream going to melt? Yeah. Pretty darn fast, And this is... I'm very excited about this. I haven't made any kind of ice creams or sorbets or anything yet this year and we have that ice cream maker i need to use it at least once or twice a year so and i'll get some delicious fruits get that going will be wonderful i feel the same about my ice cream maker i feel sad that it spends so much time in the cabinet because i went and got like a nice ice cream maker so i really should make some nice ice cream with it i think Mm -hmm. sorbet is something that theoretically you can make without an ice cream machine if you want to do the like stir and scoop every hour on the hour kind of method. Yeah. But I think it's definitely going to come out better in an ice cream machine. Yeah. And your arms will thank you. I also have to add that this weekend my family and I were vacationing and we hit my favorite ice cream spot. And I had Ooh. some delicious ice cream there. Oh, man. They make everything homemade, everything fresh from their syrups to their ice cream cones, to their ice creams and popsicles. And the guy who's opened it makes all of the ice creams himself and does all the recipes himself and comes up with um, some really interesting flavor combinations. Like last year I tried pistachio kalamata olive, which sounds like what are you talking about, but was actually a flavor explosion of wonderfulness. Good. I mean, you think about when you have pistachio ice cream, you already have like that sweet, salty combination with the pistachio nuts. Mm-hmm. And then the Kalamata olive. There were actually pieces of olive in the ice cream. and <laughs> But it was so mild and the way he did it was so good that it worked. And it just blows my mind. And his wife makes all kinds of baked goods that you can have with the ice cream. So you can go in and have a dish of ice cream or a fresh cone full of ice cream, or a cookie sandwich. And so this time around, I tried caramelized pineapple ice cream. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. 
And then I had to wait so long for my children to finish their stinking ice creams that I had to go back in and get a Vietnamese coffee popsicle, (laughs) (laughs) which was also delicious. That sounds really good. Yes. So it's, I need it's to like, get like a little popsicle mold. You need Sorry. to get one. You don't have yeah. one. Oh, the I travesty! Told. I know. It sounds like a great idea, but like I said, when you really want a popsicle, it seems like it's just better to have somebody else make it because you want a popsicle. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you want a popsicle to be very simple to make, but then mm-hmm. when you eat it, you want it to be special and not just frozen grape juice mm-hmm. so it's kind of a hard you want Vietnamese coffee yeah totally do he had another uh, ice cream there that I wanted to try and didn't it was lavender white chocolate Ooh, I would eat that they also have normal flavors like coffee and chocolate and vanilla chocolate chip but yeah but why bother yeah exactly well I mean actually their chocolate ice cream is phenomenal I ate half. I believe you. You are the expert. All of my. I love ice cream. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love ice cream so much. I really need to go make some more ice cream. No, but we are gonna make sorbet. Mm Mhm. So next time, you can look forward to sorbet recipes, and you should um, email us with the sorbet recipes that you are gonna make along with us, listeners. You can. Send those to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. Or, uh, I don't actually know if people, I don't know how Facebook works. <laughs> but we have a Facebook page. You yeah, can probably there. send us messages or post on there or something. Something like that. I know I can post on there, but I don't know if you can. I think they you can message give it a try. us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So do that, and then uh, like and subscribe to us on iTunes, and maybe leave us a good review. Yeah, tell us how much we made your life better through our tomfoolery and <laughs> and messing up of recipes. Mm-hmm. And make sure you make some sorbet with us, and so you can eat yes. it while you listen to our next episode. Mm-hmm. Summertime deserves sorbet, and so do you. <laughs> That is a weird statement, no, but I stand by it. I like it. I'm totally on board with that. <sighs> All right. So, sorbet next time. And until then, we'll be keeping keep busy. busy. Woo!